Made in Podcast. Stay tuned in, you don't want to miss it. Conversation that's so authentic. Come join right now. Let's go, let's get it. The Wade in Podcast. Based in the UK and we got it popping. Talking about issues and so many topics. Never hold back, we gotta be honest. Uh, talking out many scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences. I admit it's getting intense with Wade hosting. You don't really want to miss it. The Wade in Podcast. The Wade in Podcast. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. You're always going to get the abridged version. <laughs> Why don't you want to give us the full one? Oh, I don't know. I've said wa alaikum salam. You're lucky I'm not just saying WS. It's like they're doing the text I'm messages. I'm doing the text messages. Um, welcome. Welcome to episode seven now of the Waiting Podcast. It's starting to chug along. Coming up now to the end of two months of doing this. The the last one, I cut up slightly differently. I thought we'd try in terms of breaking it up, but sending out the full version of the podcast on the, the audio streams. So that went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the first uh, video, there was a little message that said, you know, if you want to hear the full one, listen to it on there. Otherwise, Saturday, you'll get the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see by next week what the statistics are, see if it works out better. Some people like the fact that our the episodes were a bit shorter. Some were complaining that, you know, we want the, the we're front on the edge of our seats. Get, we need to know what these three guys Well, we want to know. We don't want to get the money's worth. <laughs> we're actually supporting the podcast. We want, don't, don't want to see the rest of it. Especially as I started the conversation and, and, and then I cut it at that point. Uh, so guys, if you watch this, if you've got any feedback for us, comment in the YouTube section, comment it so that we can either uh, talk directly to you about it, talk about it on the on the next show. Also, we gen- generally continue the discussions on Discord, so you can find us on there. Are you, are you enjoying the Discord yet? I'm uh, saying we, and I don't know. I've, I've, downloaded, right. I've downloaded Discord, but I haven't joined our group yet, so I need to join our group yet. All right, cool, cool, cool. So I'll do that. Uh, before we kick off as well, I've got to send a shout out to um, Reese Evans, one of my mates down south. I was on the phone to him before the last episode and he actually gave me the fact that I used when you were trying to blame me for not um, caring about the environment, about the statistics about the top 100 companies and the 70% of the environmental pollution. So yeah, I was pulled up on that. I was told why he didn't get his credit. So here we go. Reese, there you go. There's your credit for you. Enjoy. All right, thanks for that, Reese. <laughs> Do you say Reese is going to join us on the? He will be joining oh, us at some, some point, point in the future. He right. wants to come up in person. He lives. He lives a little bit far away. He lives down in Essex, so he he wants to come and do one in person. But I'm sure if we find a suitable topic for him, he, he wouldn't mind dialing in. Yeah, yeah. Then no, no, fingers crossed, we can get this mobile at some point. You know, where we can hit the road. That. Hit the road, yeah. <laughs> or even a park or something. <laughs> or more importantly, a shisha bar. Yeah. No, they're too loud though. So we went out a few weeks ago and we were trying to find a quiet shisha place. Yeah. I don't think they exist anymore. Are they back inside now? They're still yeah, outside. Yeah, everyone's the inside. No, 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 no. Everyone's inside. Everyone's having a puff whenever they want to go for one. Surely uh, the temperature of the shisha burns the coffee. And that's how I don't know. science Maybe, maybe, maybe. The only thing is I don't see anything that's changed except you probably will definitely get a tip now, whereas before you had to ask for your, you had to ask for your individual tip. They'll yeah, yeah. give you like two between four of you, whereas now they probably give you one each. That's it. 
Yeah. Like without you asking for it. They should probably give us a pipe each. <laughs> That's probably what they should be doing. I'm sure there was someone talking about disposable pipes or something. I've yet to see one, so I don't know how they look like or how they would work. But um yeah, literally everyone was everyone was back outside. And the thing is, um we're outside we were outside pastures, well the future places are available. Yeah. We were outside pastures, um me and a couple of the boys and we decided not to go in because it was far too loud and we hadn't seen each other in over a year and, and one of us we hadn't seen him for about three years so it was Are just you boys 50 or what? <laughs> it's not about being 50 but the thing is you, you, saw, the you, crowd, you, kids, if you saw the crowd that was going in there if you saw the crowd that was going in there that you might be more comfortable with that crowd but i, I certainly wasn't it was a full on night out crowd yeah let's wear a t-shirt and these shiny shiny shirts and you know dressed down to the team ready to go out and stuff because obviously they can't actually go out because double double they never go out and stuff that's but yeah that's, that's all you even talk about that kind of thing that's a night out for them whereas we were like look we've not seen each other in in a few months if not a couple of years and we just wanted somewhere quiet to catch up yeah. so the place that we did actually go to was still loud but at least it wasn't as round as pashas was um which is a good time for pashas if you are you know wanting to go out and stuff Oh, she's easier spot, apparently. They're all right. They're uncomfortable. The scene is uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a big problem, which is why I've, I've not bothered with them since other establishments open. Yeah. But they're probably like an original, shall we say. Yeah, of course they are. But because yeah. ours disappeared. No, it hasn't. Apparently it's reopened. I don't know if it's under a new name, but that building is reopened. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being there yet. But we'll have to get it checked out. I think we might have to go and see if we can do a daytime recording when it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Before they put the volume up to like 53 or whatever. Surely, if they were getting endorsement, they would, you know. I'll let you do the negotiation. Put the down. As, as lead mic, we'll let you do the <laughs> negotiation. <laughs> You're in charge of the sponsorships, all the content. Say, look, guys, we're going we're gonna to brand it the Alcazar episode. <laughs> Surely for us, they would then say, you know what? Get that volume down. They'll put the volume down, but they'll still charge us for the shishas. Yeah, the Chinese <laughs> Considering the number of views they're gonna get, it's probably right. It's probably the right. You have to deserve at least a red bull. charges double. All right, all right, all right. So, like, share, subscribe, guys. You know the usual drill. Uh, I'm gonna start with the first topic being Aisha TikTok, as it's being known on the news. Uh, a young girl by the name of Aisha in Pakistan, Lahore, uh, in the park near the Minari Pakistan uh, Tower. It's, it's, it's the, the Pakistani Eiffel Tower, shall we say. Uh, nice building. Was, yeah, very nice place, very nice place. And it, even the park and the surroundings, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just some background on it, it's, it's very family oriented. It's not mm. just like a seedy park where all kinds of shit goes on. It is a really nice place to be and go out with the family. Um, and the, the girl in question, Aisha, went out to the park uh, to record some footage, apparently for a TikTok. At the time, she had allegedly about 110,000 TikTok followers. Wow. She was there to celebrate and record for the Independence Day. Some trouble erupted. About 400 men apparently came rushing across, grabbed her, groped her. Uh, some apparently she says that they tried to take her clothes off, etc. She also claims that one person out of the 400 helped her get out of there uh, and ultimately got her away to, to safety. First things first, give me your reactions to, to the news that come out from there. 
So, um, this didn't even make it onto my radar, which goes to show what my feed's like, unfortunately. Um, and it was only my my mum and my wife. Yes, I've actually mentioned that I'm married. But my mum and my wife actually had a conversation about it. Yeah. And they were like, did you know what's happening in Pakistan? And uh, my wife was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's awful, isn't it? Et so I got a bit of context from there and read up on it. Just when you think you can't be shocked and surprised by the behaviours that happen there, something like this happens. On a day which is meant to be to celebrate their national identity, on a day that's a national holiday, in a part of town which is family-orientated and safe. You know, not that it justifies it if it was anywhere else, but the fact that it was at yeah. Pakistan, you know, a, a national landmark, I've not seen the videos. I, I can't bear myself to see the videos, to be honest with you, because I probably get really angry. But um, it's just pathetic. Not even pathetic. It's abhorrent. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. You know the yeah. the fact that one man would go and grow up a woman is not acceptable. The fact that they say up to four hundred, and they were all filming it for their own individual Snapchats, Instagram, whatever it is that they're using over there. I, 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 I literally have no words for that. It's, it's, well, it's just disgusting. You, you wouldn't get it at any other major landmark around the world, right? You wouldn't get it at the Eiffel Tower, you wouldn't would get you, it at Big Ben. Would you fuck? Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't get it at, you know, I can't even think of any other ones right now. Statue of Liberty. Well, maybe, maybe. Blackpool Tower. <laughs> Blackpool Tower, yeah, the great one. But now, just, just to dissect what's happened. So the 400 have gone in and, you know, they've tried their luck. Would the 400 people ordinarily have tried it in such a place? Again, we're not trying to justify it or anything like that. We're just conversing about what's the ongoings of, 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 of this event that took place. Would they have tried their luck if there wasn't 400 people involved? One guy to go over openly and start groping is one thing. But was the fact that there was such a large group of individuals that others just tagged along and like, you know, just, just trying to look. So, but what does that tell you about their society? What does that tell you about their attitude? Oh, do you know what? That one girl over there is getting grumpy. Do you know what? I'll go and cop a few. Rather than, what the fuck are you doing? And slap the shit out of them. Because isn't that the whole point behind the culture, the Islam, the whole patriarchal laws or or not necessarily official laws but unofficial laws right oh yeah women shouldn't be going to the bazaar by themselves because of this women shouldn't be doing that because of that all right then you see something happening you see something bad happening do something about it yeah, yeah. rather than oh yeah do you know what oh he's got away with it i might as well see what's let me see what's happening over there and then the minute you see something someone's in trouble you start kicking shit out of people you don't say oh yeah do you know what let me cop a feel have you never seen a woman before <laughs> If you never, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. bet you are not 400. A lot of them were probably married as well. But just think about it, like, someone's getting sexually assaulted. Even if it's not sexually assaulted, right? Let, let's turn it on his head a little bit. Let's say it's a dude getting battered. Why would everybody else jump in and start kicking him? Surely you try and stop it, right? Under, under all this, normal like, circumstances, yeah. You do. You do. But you've seen where there's, you know, like... Like sometimes you, you see on a night out where some people have got a bit rowdy and then all of a sudden other people begin joining the fight. 
to see somebody get yeah, knocked out. There's nothing associated with that, though, isn't there? Fair enough. There's nothing to suggest that these people weren't also. You what? Know, 400%. I don't know. <laughs> Pakistan. I don't know. This is. Uh, a, we don't know. I, no, I, I, no, I can't no, confirm no. all of them, and nor can we confirm that every single individual was trying to cover yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. not just there to record the footage, etc. Right? Again, I'm not trying to put out a defence for them. Well, I guess what I'm trying to establish is: Would these people? Are these deranged individuals that are like this and perverse all the time? Or did they utilise an opportunity to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely opportunities. Yeah. No, no, no. There's definitely opportunities. There's obviously some of them who are brazen enough to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to accost her. And then obviously that led to whatever it's led to. I can't say 350 people were opportunists though. Yeah, yeah. There will be some of them that'll be like, yeah, yeah, and that to me shows the psychology of these people, unfortunately, and how fucking twisted and bizarre they are. But the fact that you know she was probably there with a friend who didn't know what to do. She had help to go into the ground and escape that way. But I'm not being funny. There's no fucking justification for people pulling their phones out and Snapchatting and saying, "Oh, look what's happening here." You pull your phone away and you kick shit out of people until you get to what's going on and you sort it out. What, Plain and simple. Why do you think they're so, so sexually, I don't want to say backward. Repressed. It's more than the repression. You mentioned your donkeys a few weeks ago, weren't you? No, but, but what is it? I mean, when we go over there, you very rarely see women we get out and about, right? Depending on where you are, there are certain places like Islamabad, etc., where, you know, they just see women a lot more... Uh, westernized and a lot more out and about in that respect but especially in towards the villages especially as you start to branch out away from the major cities what is it why are they not only just repressed but it's the entire culture is is built around the acceptance of that repression well they use the religion to repress people right so they, they will use the religion to help control and shape the communities mm -hmm. by saying you can only do this, or a man can do this, and a woman can't do that. A man has to provide, a woman looks after the house. A man can have four wives, a woman, blah, blah, blah. blah. Do you know what I mean? They, they shape and have molded their society incorrectly by utilizing something that they can use to say, well, this is the justification for this. So the reason why they are so repressed, plain and simple, is because they aren't, you know, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but, you know, they don't have a liberal view on the world. They're all fascinated by Bollywood movies. They're fascinated by English dramas and stuff like that. They're like, oh my God, a little bit of skin showing. Yeah. It's because they don't have access to any of that at home. They probably don't talk about it. And for them, it's all like, look at that. It's on, it's on the TV. That's not, <laughs> not, not, yeah, not ours. Yeah, not yeah, ours. Yeah, I agree. And unfortunately, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, this incident happened in the fucking city. Which is meant to be modern. Lahore is meant to be modern. That part of the city is meant to be really modern. And the fact that these, no, oh, I'm not even going to call them jungle, these are fucking animals who are there. It's, it's just uh, literally just when you think you can't see anything or hear about anything more deranged, something like that pops up. And you just think, what the fuck? It is, it is, it's absolutely disgusting what's going on. And we, we, we talk about it, I think it was on maybe episode one or two about the woman that went across yeah. to what some allege is her boyfriend's house. So we know that those type of relationships do exist over there in Pakistan. 
we know that they have access to things like pornography and, and you know and, and things of, of that nature. If there was an acceptance towards being a little bit more liberal and tolerant of relationships pre-marriage, is that an idea? Is that a solution? The problem that you have with that is that will never ever gather any legs anywhere because of the religion, like I said, is being used to, um, it's being used to control the masses by saying these are, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. To say that you're allowed to date is un-Islamic. So we can't say, yes, you can go out and date. I think there's got to be the, well, I don't know. It's, it, it's a tough one because I think, I think our culture is probably the worst out of the Islamic cultures when, with regards to being accepting of that. Yeah. So you go and I speak to a lot of my Arab friends. They, they have partners who um, they get to know before they get married. Not necessarily, you know, they don't become officially boyfriend and girlfriend, don't live in to live together in flat, but they get to know each other. Parents get to know them, you know. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But they, they at least do things the right way. In, but in even in sense. your example, that doesn't lead to, uh, you know, an eradication of sexual depression. It doesn't lead to an eradication even, of even it, a reduction. But, but it leads to a greater respect of women, I think, that aren't your own. Because you are more tolerant, because you are more open-minded, because you are actually getting to know members of the opposite sex and see them as human beings, rather than, oh, I can't get to see her until I marry her, and if I marry her, then she's my wife and I can talk to her. But that suggests that if, if you were to have some sort of relationship, any sort, non-sexual, whatever it is, where you're getting to know women... And you're, Bro, women over respect. there don't have friendships with men <laughs> that aren't adults. You, you'll get to know the girls... At school, even then you don't, because they normally have separate schools, right? Yeah, yeah. But you might get to know the girls whilst you're of school age. Soon as you stop going to school, you can't be friends with that chick anymore. In the villages, especially. In certain statistics, they they outperform yeah. uh, a westernized society. Divorce rates are significantly lower. There, there are certain aspects to it which culturally, and I'm not saying that they work for the individuals, but culturally it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then even to have that certain aspects, you know, you've got things like Tinder or whatever, if they had an equivalent over there, Tinder over here is not used to... It'd be fucking chaos. It's not used to respect women. It's used to chat shit to get her into bed. I think, t- I think Tinder are, would dispute that. And, well, you know, and there are other dating apps available, of course. But you know what I mean? There's a suggestion there that it's, it's a case of, well, as long as you open up and you, you have that interaction... That it's going to lead to uh, no, but Tinder is a bad example though because Tinder, you know, what's going to be no, but Tinder, but I know a lot of people that actually got married of people that have left Tinder, yeah. So, but like you said, Tinder has a reputation as being a one bam thank right, you, ma'am, yeah, <laughs> as a one bam thank you, ma'am, right? I've done what I needed to do, and and, uh, and like I said, but in, in places like London and stuff, Tinder is actually used as a legitimate dating site, right? Um, or app or whatever it is. That's not something that's going to help repress uh, or help tackle this, this sexual repression that happens in, in those areas. I genuinely think it is that, is the fact that they don't see them as humans. They see them as, as a trophy or a, or a wife or whatever, because they, they legitimately... As a trophy or as a wife? 
No, as in, you know, something to attain or I can't touch that until I'm married or, or whatever. Whereas um, in the cities where you find men do have female friends post-education, they ain't raised like that. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think that, that's, that will go a long way to helping eradicate this is when there is the acceptance that your daughter can be friends with a guy and it's not a sexual thing. Yeah. And vice versa. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that won't happen. Unless you're related to them. And even then, you know, because they get married to each other and stuff over there. Anyway. I, I personally would, would advocate for a, a separation of church and state. Leave the politics to the politics. There'll be a lot of people who want to call it right now. Yeah, well, there'll, there'll be a lot of people of that want to call it right now. <laughs> they will listen to this live. This phone will be going. Unfortunately, <laughs> they can upset people. Or maybe it's just me that's going to upset people. But I think if you've got the politics to deal with the politics, you've got the religion to deal with the religion, if you mix the two, it becomes problematic. And in most societies where they've had that separation, some have made it work better than others. Mm. Britain is a, is a good example, I suppose, where you can still remain exceptionally tolerant of certain religions uh, and have that separation. France is a, is a bad example. <laughs> but I think if they were to able to separate that, not only would it be fundamentally better for Pakistan overall, Certain aspects of Sharia, which we know are going to keep people, you know, stuck. They're going to be unable to go out, work, educate, etc., etc. And largely we're talking about women, but it's not just women. It does impact the men too, in different ways, in a, in a large variety of ways. And it's also the fact that they pick and choose which aspects of these laws yeah. and beliefs that they're going to follow. Yeah. And it's usually the one that empowers themselves of course. and not the others. That's, right? what I mean. That's what I've been talking Which is about. why you've got to separate the two. I think to a degree you're right. I think, you know, there was always this whole, maybe we need to have a bit of a renaissance or maybe things do need to be more secular. I think my views on that have toned down a little bit. Um, based on, I think our religion is so fundamental to our way of life that you can't strip it out completely, personally. I think the problem that you have is who do you have to, to provide that, that element of it? So the thing that's come to fore recently is Turkey. So Turkey's been quite hot on the topics that I've had with some of my friends is... So that was a secular state and did amazing for Turkey to some degree, Um, you know, more welcomed by the West, economies exploded, it's done really, really well from that perspective. Just just to call you on on something like that, they were already great and they were forcibly westernised by the British and Ataturk and it led to an erosion of their the, religion. The British try right. to undo everything that we of, had there. Exactly, Which right. is a, 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 what, a 700 year empire? No, but, but what I'm saying is growing up, for us, Turkey was a Muslim country. Yeah. But it was always a very secular country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've visited Turkey on a few occasions and every time I've gone there, the people have genuinely been surprised that I'm a practicing Muslim. And almost, some of them have almost had a little bit of despair that they are not. So I remember going to a mosque once and I was in this tiny village. I was the only one who went in. Went into the mosque, came out, somebody... So old man literally <laughs> asked me, he goes, oh, did you go in there to pray? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I wish I knew how to pray. 
Oh, like they don't they don't know they yeah. don't, I've been born a Muslim but I've not been taught any of my, yeah, like, of yeah, my religion yeah. and that's why I think a lot of people are at, like that's why the the president whilst he is vilified in the West that's why I think he's quite celebrated within their own countries because he's actually bringing that religious aspect back to that country he's moving it away from being secular and putting a little bit of the religion back into it you know the big controversy about uh, Hagia Sophia becoming a mosque again. Nothing changed in real terms. It's still a museum. People can still go and visit there. All they do is they have the azan five times a day. Mm. Nothing else has changed. And they're taking away its World Heritage Site because of that. Because, it, you know, they're moving it away from secularism. They don't like that. But the people inside there probably do like that because that's a huge part of their identity. And I think when you start to take that away yeah. from a people... It's Are you in favour of that? What? Hagia Sophia becoming a uh, mosque again? To be honest with you, I wasn't on, I wasn't really that bothered by it at the time. I really wasn't because I thought you got the blue mosque th stones throw away. Literally, they're opposite each other. Yeah. So it doesn't make a difference. That that was my thought thought process at the time. But you know, having this conversation with my friends and stuff made me realize that actually, do you know what? There's a there's a big political thing that he's done by doing this. Yeah. And by doing this. And the reaction that you have here in America and in the West, of, as in, why is he done that? How dare you do that? We're going to take away the world. He's thinking, hang on a minute. Do one. It's our stuff. It's our heritage. It's what it always was. We, we allowed it to go from being a mosque to a church, to a mosque, to a church, to a mosque, to a church, to a mosque, to a museum, back to a mosque. Hang on. They've gone too many back. No, it was originally a church. All right. So I think church. the Babylonians... Yeah, so say, church yeah. to a mosque then, church to a mosque. But basically, yeah. it's flip-flop between the different religions that were dominant at the time, yeah, right? Constantinople, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's changed from that. So And that's never had a problem. So he's like, well, I'm just taking it back to what it is at the moment. Um, so that, to me, made me be like, well, actually, do you know what? It's his country. It's their country. If they're comfortable with that, then let them go for it. I'm not, you know, I'm for that now. Whereas before, I was just on the fence, like, you know our missing member here. We haven't even addressed our missing member, but our missing member here. That You know, I'd, I'd happily just be like, yeah, cool. Well, doesn't doesn't bother me. But, you know, the more you think about it, you think, actually, no, it's their right to have it as the way they want to have it. Let them have it. Yeah. What about you? I'm, I'm massively in favour of it. Yeah. I'm massively in favour of it. I think... Which goes against your... We should be more secular. No, no, no. It's, it's because I'm not advocating there for an Islamic government to be right, 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 taken. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is specifically that something is being taken away from our people by not by the people, but by the British yeah, or the yeah. West, right? Yeah. They forcibly made these changes, brought in Ataturk and all the rest of it. If the people are campaigning and out there saying, look, actually, this should become a, a, a museum, etc., I would then support what the, the, the majority of the people are yeah. after. Yeah. But it's the fact that it was taken away from us by a Western force, which to me is wrong. And the fact that Erdogan's out there, and he's actively out there campaigning for Muslims, because we know a large part of the Muslim world, I know we're sidetracking away from Aisha TikTok here, but a large part of the Muslim world are just American puppets. Yeah. And they do absolute sweet yeah. fuck all for our people. The fact that there is one person there that at least is standing up has got the balls to say has got the balls to yeah, say exactly. it as it is, exactly. and he's even you know called out in support of Pakistan and then all the rest of it. So you know, 
And I know there is negatives to Erdogan and all the rest of it, and I'm not going to oh, say, huge, say that it's know, huge he's, he's a saviour of the world, but there's no, no, certain no. aspects, certain aspects, which even, you know, you could probably find in Donald Trump, there's certain yeah, aspects yeah. that are right and good and just uh, that we like about it. Well, the big sign for me is there was no an Arab Spring there. Yeah. So when the Arab Spring happened, which was obviously uh, a couple of years ago now, maybe a few, a few more than a couple of years ago, where people were actively marching against their, their rulers in the Arab world. Um, none of that happened in Turkey, to me, which signifies satisfaction in, in, yeah. in, in, in your governments, right? So, I don't know. I think it's one of them where we'll never be able to understand the base. It's difficult because it's like, like you said, on the one hand, we do want to become, we do want to take some elements out of, of your government. But at the same time, it's a huge part of people's identity, and how do you, how do you do that? How do you move forward? Is is it boils down to what we always say? It boils down to education. So going back to the Aisha TikTok story, right? So I was saying it's about men and women actually being friends and accepting each other as friends, and knowing that yeah. that doesn't have to have a sexual connotation associated with that. Why why does that happen in the cities and not in the villages? Education. You know, they go and study together, they go to university together, they stay in touch. They probably come from wealthier backgrounds because of that as well. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So for them, it's like, yeah, yeah, we can afford to give them protection up if we need it, but whatever. Whereas in the more poorer backgrounds, for want of another phrase, you tend to find that they're just like, yes, yeah, I can't wait to get married so I can actually talk to a woman that isn't my sister or my mom or whatever. That, that it, it is what it is. That's what it is. That's why a lot of them get married so young as well, I think. I don't know if you would uh, disagree with me there. They get married because they're ranch fuckers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Burf, to quote Murphy, goes, I've never met a whole year bunch of, a bunch of Pakistanis. Interesting. Yeah, I'm giving you your credit there. Interesting. Two people have had credit for me this week. <laughs> that's a lot of credit. That's a lot of credit in seven episodes. They're getting it out there. So, well, the reason why I ask about these additional aspects is because it raises an interesting conversation, what's happened over there, about this oppression of women, about, you know, this uh, sexual repression that we've been getting into, which I hope we continue in further episodes, because there's, there's, there's way more to be said about yeah. it. But the added element to this is that there are allegations that the whole thing was staged. So this girl's apparently, allegedly, shall I say, has gone in, She's called over the guys. She's looked for some sort of ruckus to occur, to film it and to gain more followers and more views. There was a man pictured holding her from behind and groping her. He's apparently appeared in other videos. He's part of her team. They've named him as Rambo. I fuck not if that's his real name or whatever, right? He's definitely not built like Aki Rambo, that's for sure. Uh, he's, so he's, they, they've shown his appearances, they've shown him in the other videos. Some are even suggesting that he's a boyfriend or a fiancé, as some are, some are alluding to. That he was the one that was doing the X, Y and Z. He was the one that was pulling away. That only some people were you know, coming forward and doing X, Y and Z. But a large part of it was her team. And the others were just surrounding and making the videos. Okay. 
right? Now, again, I'm not saying it's true. I or really not don't true. want to believe that. I really hope that's not the case. But let's say it was true because we know that there are people that make false allegations, that create situations, that a situation that even, that potentially could be true but just got out of hand, that was meant to be filmed or looked in a certain way. And then obviously you don't know how these men are going to behave and it just went too far ultimately. But if there is truth to the allegations, how do you then feel about it? Where do you then stand with this conversation? Should this conversation be even occurring? Do you need to take back the said statements about their disgusting, abhorrent and all the rest of it? Do No. Well, you don't need to take anything back. Okay. Purely simply because we, you and I both know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the people that listen to this know that that is what happens. Right? You, do you agree or not agree? If you take the incident away, do you not think that, they, that there is a problem? I could, well, you asked me two simple questions there. One is, I couldn't tell you another occasion where 400 men have gone and, and, and attacked a single girl in an open and public space in Pakistan. But you know that the, there will be groups of men that will attack women. But I know men. that there's been some absolutely disgusting yeah. stuff by groups of men towards women, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? This 400 number literally blows my mind. Yeah. Literally blows my mind. And if there's any element of truth to what you've just said, that's just fucking... I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I it changes the dynamics completely. Changes the dynamics. I wouldn't take back anything that I've said because I feel like that conversation needs to be had and it's a conversation that needs to be had with our family members and, and whatever that are over there to try and educate them, to make them feel more accepting yeah, of, of, yeah, of what I've said. Um, it changes the narratives of this incident, though, massively, massively. Because if there was an element of stagedness, um, you think, well, why, why did that happen? I'm pretty sure she didn't stage for 400 men to come over there and start doing like these opportunists tagging along and whatever. And obviously, it's still fucking fundamentally like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yeah. seriously, even if it stayed, somebody should still be there and say, well, wh what are you guys doing? Let me just beat the shit out of whoever. Because a lot of them, I've not seen, like I said, I've not seen, but a lot of them, I bet you were probably like scrawny little shits as well. But they could probably just flame up and say, what the fuck are you doing? But wouldn't that potentially add to the allegation, which is that, like you said, somebody would have said something yeah. out of 400 people. Yeah. But the fact that not a single person has said anything... So all 400 were in on it? The, the, the allegations are broad-ranging, right? And a lot of them, some of it is it's just, just gossip. Some of it is, you know, they've talked to security guards there. Some of it they've talked to other individuals. No, but is this, not, is, this not, is, this not, is this not people trying to point the blame somewhere else? Because was it one of the most popular hashtags the day of and the day after this happening uh, not all men hashtag not all men or something was trending in Pakistan so obviously it's hit nerve and guys are like no 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 no, you can't paint us all like this no no, no you can't paint us all like this well unfortunately we are going to get painted like that or you are unfortunately going to get painted like that when not one of you out of 400 can fucking stop it and say what the fuck's going on unless there's nothing to accept him for no, but my point is, how do we know this allegation isn't how this how do we know that this allegation of there's been an element of staging is not linked to that hashtag? And it could do. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do we know this isn't them trying to deflect the problem? In today's day and age, you can't have a conversation about a call. 
right? Yes. If you say anything, unless you come on the wedding, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you say anything to the contrary, yeah, victim shaming. You know, understanding of women's situation. We understand. We spoke about it. it's abhorrent. We said yeah. it's We've called these guys there. That law get ignored now because as soon as yeah. you try to widen the conversation, the scope of it, all of a sudden people. That's the only bit that people will remember. But my point is simply that there was an allegation, which is that there's 400 men. This one guy, Rambo. If you ever Google him, you'll see him. He's a really scary. I mean, he, he makes some people are more like Rambo, right? Yeah, actually, so that's what so You Google Rambo. So that's Rambo, Rambo or some shit like that. But if, if could he have taken rescued this girl from four hundred? These guys that were meant to be um, uh, taking, uh, attempting to take off her clothes, four hundred people couldn't take her survive off. No, but the thing is, I don't think any of them actually wanted to... If there's 400 people then, I don't think any of them actually wanted to do something except Cobb And the only clip that they show of this girl being groped is that guy, so, Rambo. So you see the He's from behind and he grabs a boob. Has he been arrested? No, he's not been arrested. I don't think anybody's been arrested yet. I thought they said they started doing arrests. Well, and, and last Maybe time I saw, they were just running the... Uh, their, because they were filmed, so they got their their uh, faces against. Yeah, because there was this one. Yeah, there was this one uh, woman. National Anti Sorry. Yeah, there was this one woman who was on Twitter when, when this article I was reading when it happened a couple of days after it happened. I remember when it was and I read it. I think it was Saturday. I think it was Saturday when I read about it. Um, and the article there was this one woman saying, "I work for um, some sort of government agency, and I've just had to run through the identities of these people, and there's like over four hundred, over." Yeah. 400 and we managed to link them all to their Shinaki cards as well then like the Nadra cards and stuff and I was just like that it can't be staged bro that's 400 people that are literally giving their lives away pretty much because they are going to get absolutely battered it depends on how far you you the suggestion of the stage is there's an element to it which is that she went out there knowing that there's obviously these large groups etc she wanted to film with them she's wanting to push her popularity that they've wanted to create a ruckus over there, you know, something where they've allowed the guys to come in and she's filming with them, with them, you know, ganging around her, so to speak, and that it's got out of hand, mm. that then it's gone on to lead on to the abuse and all the rest of it. Which is not on. So Which is not on. It's completely Even if she went up to a crowd and just wanted to dance in front of them, she should be allowed to do that. No? It depends what you mean. Like you, you're saying that she's so. So there's a crowd of guys there, and she mm -hmm. could go up to them and do her little TikTok that she wants to do. She should be allowed to do that within within boundaries, of course, within confines of the law at the very least. Obviously, I don't mean as if she's going to go stand in the laps or something. I mean, literally, there's a group of guys there. She's just gone there for a bit of attention and done a TikTok. If she's gone up to them, squared up to them, and said, "Listen, watch me do this or whatever," that's when it's a probably some element of people saying, oh, yeah, well, there, there's provocation. I still don't agree that there should be any... Yeah, apparently she called them over. So, she, that, so that's part of it, yeah. They're, 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 her team are the one that's called her over. That In the videos, she's still surrounded by her team and that all these added aspects where the groping and all the rest of it have come into it is her team filming and distributing and showing and all that kind of stuff, right? That the, phone, that the other people around it some are saying are just around filming. Some are saying that it's gone out of hand. Mm. But the ultimate reason why I guess I bring it is because are we too quick because of the uncertain movements and the day and age of social media? Are we too quick to get straight to the point in the figure and say, 
This allegation was made. It's not been through court yet. No one's been convicted. No one's attended trial. Nothing's happened yet. And we're straight to there, this, there, that, the other. But in this a big benefit of social media as well, though, is that it is so dynamic. It is so up-to-date. It is instant, pretty much. Yeah, but those, some of those boys now would be tarnished for life. Let's just say it was all staged. It was all fake. Let's just say they had nothing to do with it. Let's say they were on the outskirts and they were just, just there. Why? Because it's a park, it's the... It's no, the no, 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 no. You're on the outskirts because you have heard a woman is getting touched up. No, you can just see that there's something going on. You don't know who's at the centre of it. You just see there's a large... Uh, I don't know, something's going on. You don't... There's a fight in the centre of it. That, that's what you think being a nosy shit, then. Nah, come on. It, you, know, you don't want to have your, the rest of your life that's just gone up in flames as a mm. consequence of you being in the wrong place at the, at the wrong time. We've seen that with the Bradford riots. But when surely, surely they're they the wrong place at the wrong time. No, but surely when they do go... For trial, they won't be tarnished. But They'll you've already involved. tarnished them. I haven't. I've tarnished the four hundred people that were involved in groping this woman. But they are part of this four hundred. If he's not groped that woman, then he's not tarnished by what I've said. But nobody's groped until they're charged with groping. If you could see on camera that they're touching a boob, that's groping. But that's the one guy that we've seen. Yeah, well, was, I suppose four hundred people are being accused of the same offence. Well, I suppose that's what that's one. That's and what surely four hundred right? people. I'm not saying that it's not possible and all the rest of it, but. Just theoretically speaking, can 400 group around and still cop a feel? It's, to, to say that all 400 are responsible for every single aspect and it's not being tried or tested or all the rest of it, we're already at that stage. And we do that with a lot of stuff in today's day and age with social media. And is that wrong to do that? Should these victims be protected? Protected until such a time. Even if the one was caught on camera groping, we don't yet know if he was paid to grow, staged to grow, all the rest of it, etc. And I'm not saying that that's, there's a justification on the rest of it, but should it not wait until trial? Well, I'm assuming she's filed a report. An FYR has been... Uh, has, uh, yeah, so I'm it. assuming if she's filed a report, she is claiming that it has not been staged. Therefore, those people that have groped her or have been visually seen to be groping her, the evidence is fucking clear as... Day though, right? She's got a reputation to protect. Mm. If it got out of hand and it was to be well, known that she was in but then, it, but then that person surely would have already said that it was staged and that would have come out by now. She comes on the uh, on the news and all of a sudden the hijab's on and everything else, and she's all of a sudden meek and timid and all the rest of it on the camera. Which I'm not saying that she's not like that generally, but it's a complete stark contrast to her on TikTok. Do you follow her on TikTok? No, just from the clips that I've seen. Right. right? You know, where she's got her hair, she's doing X, Y, Z, she's very loud and all the rest of it. And you just think, now, th th there's an element to it where, where one could be potentially trying to protect their image. Again, there's a fine line between, you know, oh, look, you've said it now, you're victim shaming, you're all the rest of it. But the allegations are there. This is going to obviously escalate now. It is going to go to trial. And my question isn't whether she's innocent or guilty. She's a victim regardless. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what the situation is, she is a victim. Yeah, totally. But are we quick to put the finger on the perpetrators until we've reached said conclusion? In any instance now. Forget about Aisha TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Um, social media era has made it guilty before innocence. Completely. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of fake news is spreading as well. Because people aren't verifying what is actually happening. Apparently, Johnny Depp had beat his wife. Then it, uh, uh, you know, it was come out that you know maybe she was hitting herself and trying to stage it to look yeah, like Johnny so Depp. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of things have happened where people have been called out. A lot of these 
you know, um, videos where you see a, a Karen crying on the floor. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, saying, oh my God, she abused me, blah, blah, blah. But then you've actually now got the videos pre that person crying on the floor and seeing how aggressive or whatever they were. So unfortunately, it's all open to manipulation. And you're right. I think a lot of people do um, pass judgment prior to knowing the facts. But that's why we have a judiciary though, right? What about social media? Should they have responsibility in this? Should they be uh, yes and no. protecting have, the individual? Yes and no. We touched on this a few episodes ago as well, where I think um, I think it's really important that it has some form of regulation, but not too much regulation, because the fact that it doesn't have that allows people that are in minorities, that are you know refugees, transgender, homosexuals in you know repressed countries mm -hmm. to actually have a voice have a voice yeah have agree. a voice agree so to so sorry to sound like i'm sitting on the fence yes and no there should be a little bit more regulation social media companies should be taking more doing more to help verify whatever they can verify but at the same time i think that's the whole beauty of social media is that you can get your voice heard and you can but will you regulate your own opinions accordingly not just on the podcast yeah radio, totally, the real totally. totally but that's how we're built though right we have an opinion but at the same time we're not the types to even though this podcast probably contradicts that but like the way they said you will see right now a disclaimer that a lot of these views are for entertainment purposes we are an um, entertainment show people remember that although this hasn't probably been, <laughs> this hasn't been very entertaining um but like we are grown up enough uh, traveled enough, um, have communicated to enough different views in and around the world to be able to not, you know, pass an instant judgment on something without verifying it first. But that's just us, probably. Yeah, of course. There's probably yeah. a lot of people around here that don't know any of that, which is a problem. Yeah. Which is why it's a problem. So you asked me the question specifically: Would you then, um, you know? Um, how did you phrase it? Would you then um, temper your opinion on social media based on what you see? Uh, of course I would. I'd, I'd wait to see if it was verified. I'd, I'd actually research it and then formulate an opinion. I wouldn't just see something that I see on, on Instagram and be like, yeah, that, that's definitely the yeah. truth. Because you see people doing that all the time. I see people, they don't do it anymore because I just ignore them. But the people when Facebook and Instagram first started would send you links to stuff and I'm just like, this is all bullshit. Somebody's clipped something up here that makes no sense. It's completely out of context. And you're believing a hook, line and sinker. My favourite one uh, quite recently was, uh, actually it was last year now. And so uh, my mum's part of this like, WhatsApp group with all these women. And somebody had shared this video of Borussia Dortmund all holding up this these cards and it forms a Palestinian flag, etc. And I said, that's fake. And I said, no, it's not. Look, we've got the video for yeah. it. Was, Firstly, you're not even allowed any kind of politics in football. Yeah. So nobody would sanction that or sign that on. And secondly, there's nothing official that even validates any of this. Yeah. There's not even a report from Borussia yeah. Dortmund themselves. Yeah, you know, exactly. that, something like exactly. that. I said, you've got to check these things. You know, a basic Google, and I don't mean like Fox News or all the rest of that kind of shit, or CNN, <laughs> depending on your political, whichever way you mean, but either way, verify your shit. And that's what I thought with this conversation, it's important to see both sides of it, yeah, see yeah. what people totally, are saying. Totally. It's not for us to say what the right or the wrong way is. We will come to know of that yeah, in due course. Exactly. More and more information will release, and we will chat shit about it. <laughs> 
Right. Well, I'll give you an example of what happened with me this week. This weekend, literally just this weekend, on Instagram, we got this Reels functionality and I saw this thing and uh, it was Ross Barkley um, went through on goal. He's a, he was a net player for Everton, by the way. Uh, went through on goal, went around the keeper and celebrated. Both arms up aloft, celebrated, shot, he hit the post. Uh-huh. And I was like, no way. Uh-huh. How the hell has he done that? How the hell has he done that? So I went to look for the actual clip because I wanted to share. I didn't want to share that reel. I wanted to look for the actual clip to share it. Look at the actual clip. The guy scored the goal. <laughs> he celebrated and he scored the goal. But someone's uh, clipped it up to look like he's there celebrating, you know, giving it big, big bollocks and he's actually hit the post. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, there you go. Simple. Oh, yeah, of course. Simple. Course so this manipulation mean. happens. I, I, I remember one where it was, there was uh, Ronaldo and Messi side by side and Ronaldo was with like some Jewish guys in Israel and Ronaldo had the uh, Quran and that. Uh, oh, Messi, Messi was the Jewish guys. Yeah, Messi yeah, was the Jewish guys, Ronaldo's with the Quran and that. And then everyone was like, yeah. That was true. <laughs> I don't know why they were side by side, but that was true. <laughs> Ronaldo is a future Muslim, without doubt. Oh, yeah, totally. Without doubt. Um, totally. Uh, was like, there also no, there's a lot of comments today. On both screens, I can't, I can't see him. But... So not when you've got uh, people asking where Professor is. Unfortunately, he's been uh, pulled away for yeah. something more pressing than the podcast. He's obviously not committed enough. I, I was going to ask him to just record a little clip to play at the start, just to say, you know, I'm not here and blah, blah, blah. Uh, not to rap. Or to rap. Yeah. podcast. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we still need our intro segment. You yeah. know, when it's playing, rather than just be the banger. I thought it would be sure who we are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be a little bit cheap. You know that clip I showed you where it just goes boom and it just like cartoons are, yeah. are, are coming at the same like a splash screen. Yeah, like yeah. that, so be me. Boom, you'll do one, but you'll obviously be in a different pose. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'll do one. Uh, so we need to get some time together and, and record that kind of stuff. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. And, um, and then it's just Q asking, and then Samus asking, uh, <laughs> how much do you know? How much do you guys know about Turkish history, lol? Did you just... So the professor's... <laughs> Where's the professor? He's fucking the He's on a hard disk, though. I don't know what's happening on this screen over here, <sighs> but there seem to be a few essays were written over here that I don't dare try picking up. Okay, let me just go over and see what it is. Well, you probably need to scroll up now. There's 56 messages there, oh, you know, I ain't gonna bother with it. Alright, what's next, bro? Alright, yeah, so, over to you for our latest and actually probably more important news. So, Stores are closing. Oh. <laughs> right, so, um, very importantly, I need to ask a question. Um, how does Nando's run out of chicken? When your sole thing that you make is chicken, and there were certain stores last week, there was quite a few stores apparently caused uproar that they closed because they actually ran out of chicken. I know the one in the near near the cinema in Sheffield has been having reduced capacity because of right. people. I don't know, maybe they were actually experiencing chicken shortages and they didn't yeah, want to let people yeah. in now. But I'm literally uh, baffled by how a large uh, chain of 
excuse me, the best chicken. It's also KFC best, as well. Isn't it? The best grilled chicken. chicken. But I, don't, I didn't hear about KFC. I heard about Nando's was the one that was actually closing stores and people kicking off saying, Nando's, I want to order. Why can't I order, order, order food or whatever? Um, yes, we've had a pandemic. Yes, we've had Brexit. Um, I'm guessing they bring their chicken issues. in from abroad, right? I have no idea. I'm guessing that's what it is, and they bring the chicken. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's just. Uh, I mean, surely we should be. It should be British chickens for British people. Of course, it should, right? <laughs> and there's a shitload of British chickens around. All I want to say is, and I want to verify that none of the halal stores were affected by this chicken. Shortly, that just shows, doesn't it? For any of the non-believers that thought Freemans isn't really halal. <laughs> Everyone, everyone now is saying, yes, we are. Do you remember, just before we went to the shortage, <coughs> like a few, well, I said a few years ago, maybe closer to five now, I suppose, when there was the whole debate about whether Nando is truly halal or not. It still happens. No, but even the Wobblers have got off yeah. the fence. Even off the fence, now, even yeah. they're like, yeah, no, it's, it's all right. Yeah, but if you notice, the Wobblers won't actually go for a KFC, but they'll go for a Nando's. Is that right? Yeah. So the, some Wobblers will still say, no, 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 no. I want to eat a KFC. Yeah. Probably because they have lots of fried chicken joints in their area, right? So they'll be like, yeah, I'd rather go to Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got a sensible alternative, yeah. yeah. Whereas a Nando's, because you can take the family out, you can sit down and it's a bit more of an experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nando's are unquestionable now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unquestionable now, question, right? Question. Whereas, whereas KFC, oh, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know if KFC is, is, is technically I'm like, they use the same bloody supply chain. Because, like, like Ish, right? You're Ish, right? Shout out, Ish. He's just, he's just, he's just hot you up on the podcast now. And not to throw him under the I want a distract. I want a distract in return to what he's about to say. Because I know he's about to set you up. But it's true, you know what I mean? I mean, this is the true news, you know what I mean? But Ish, right, did. Uh, he was effectively boycotting Nando's for a duration of time. And yeah. there was a suggestion he made, which I don't know if he now stands by it or all the rest of it, so he has a right to, a right to reply, of course, that all the chicken is the same. They just put it in different bags. One label halal and one label non-halal. Do you want me to rig him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. him live on the rig podcast. Him. Stick him on that wire and let's get him on. Live on the podcast. Well, you carry on. What was he saying? So yeah, so, so so that was the the allegation that was made that, that it's just effectively separate bags. I mean, I'd like to think Nando's does a bit more than that. I know they're not HMC certified, but surely Freeman's is uh, there's a little bit. Listen, you're live on the podcast. Put it on speaker. Our we'll podcast. Your, uh, thank you. The Wading Podcast. You're live on the Wading Podcast. Please do not swear. <laughs> Are you are you free to are you free to talk for a couple of minutes? We're having a conversation about Nando's, right? Yeah. And uh, Nando's had run out of chicken, etc., etc. And Wade has pulled up. I'm going to let Wade say. It. Go on, Wade. Wade was giving Wade was giving a big licks on the on the podcast. I said, "Hang on a minute. Let me let me defend my boy here." Ish, you've obviously got a right to reply. So this is your time now for your right to reply. But many years ago, approximately, we'll say five, for argument's sake, there was an allegation that was made by yourself. I'm sure you don't mind us. Uh, we can always bleep your name out if it's better. <laughs> where you said that Nando's chicken isn't actually halal. That it's, uh, they just put stick it in, in this, it's all the same chicken and they just stick it in different bags. 
some label halal, some label non halal. Do you recall that conversation? I think my issue at the time was mainly about the whole like studying process, I think. And and do you know now? No. But do you now thoroughly enjoy <laughs> Nando's? And that does. Oh, you still work at Nando's? I don't go. I, I just don't even think Nando's is worth it. I just think it's like I've eaten it probably since. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, just yeah. I don't know. I, just, I won't want it. Did the chicken? Did the chicken taste stunned or non or unstunned? It's just unstunned. <laughs> no, give us a dolly, man. Don't be taking that jet from him. What do I, it's definitely stunned, man. You can tell the husband of the right taste. It's a bit rubbery, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. That rubbery taste is gorgeous. <laughs> what about KFC? And Subway? It's definitely halal. So KFC is halal, but, sub, but Nando's isn't? Yep. Okay. What about Subway? Definitely halal. Okay, perfect. Do you want to ask him anything else? Uh, uh, the, uh, of the uh, different certifications, HMC, HFC, is it HFA. One? HFA and Freemans, etc. Are they all halal-ish, do you know, or do you only recognise one or the other? He's HMC for life. No, bro, I'm, I'm only joking. I don't know about, obviously, KFC. I, I was just giving you my own name. <laughs> <laughs> this is your right to reply. <laughs> Nobody else has had one. <laughs> basically, basically, the ones that I know, the ones that I... Uh, the people like, you know, from my family or the scholars or whatever, like from Jewishbury, they mainly, but only generally go for HMC. I think the rest of them, they kind of pass as being bogus to be fair. Yeah. Of which KFC and Subways are not, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not. None of those are in HMC. But you're okay with it? Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves the KFC. Just check in, just he loves the KFC. He loves the KFC. He loves the good old tasty Freeman's chicken. I think all the KFC is Subway first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subway first. Yeah, for me. Subway first what? Most halal? No, Subway, like, he prefers Subway the most. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. So he can't give up his Subway. Because why are they certified in Ireland? They're certified halal in Ireland. The biggest halal butchers Used to, I don't know if it is anymore, but used to be from the Republic of Ireland. Fair enough, fair enough. In the UK. Why don't they use uh, that Yorkshire one, your Yorkshire Halal Farm or whatever it's called? Probably charges them. Yorkshire Halal Chicken. Is that HMC that charges you to go work? It's HMC. And they come with those stickers. And what was that shop called in Wicker? The one that had cockroaches in the street. Mine is and he, never, he was always about three stars behind. <laughs> he, was, he was always three months behind on the certification. Yeah. Respect. Alright, in a bit. Bye. Bye. And our first ever for calling to the first Wicked Podcast. Caller, first thing caller. <laughs> so he's alright, he's alright with the other stuff. So he was alright with it. Um, but basically, yeah. So Which proves our point, right? Yeah, exactly. Which proves our point. <laughs> So I'm still expecting a diss track, Nish. I'm still expecting a diss track. Um, Surely not after he supported what we're saying. No, no, no. The fact that you called him out. <laughs> oh, I tried to besmirch his name is what I expected to be. Besmirch his name when he sat at KFC <laughs> against the scholar's advice. Yeah, that was Subway. <laughs> let's, let's be straight. It's having a footlong. <laughs> when he was talking about scholars, I don't disrespect Nish. I don't think he's going to listen to the episode. <laughs> He's not going to get this far in anyway. <laughs> but I was expecting, you know, like, from Baghdad. 
No, but he's got his uncle's like a, uh, you know, he's a very learned. Uh, he's not just Arthur's. What's the? Is it Alan? Yeah, Alan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's actually yeah. certified Alan. He did his nikah. Is that for he read his nikah? Also, I think he said did your nikah. No, no, I didn't do my nikah. Yeah, 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 no, no, that dude. That related to us. We did my nikah. I don't know where uh, my wife's family got him from, but that was an, an interesting, <laughs> interesting segment. It'll be interesting in the wedding video when it finally comes out. You know, and because uh, I know Wiggs is never ever gonna do an episode, right? No matter how many times we ask him. But do you remember his email? Yeah, he looked like my uncle. <laughs> he looked like my uncle. I was like, I know numbers were tight, Cube. Is this how you got uncle in, like, to get him to do your put the in the car? Because literally, put the mask on to do his speech, and I was like, hey. What's Uncle doing here? And he goes, I'm Dr. So-and-so <laughs> and people in the my community say to me, oh, look at that, you're such a big doctor. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Back> off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, don't let your missus listen to this one, obviously. <laughs> uh, he, said, um, he said also, we were talking to him outside because I had to go and witness... Um, Wiggs' wife's side as well, didn't I? Yeah. Like we were walking back to the to the main room. He was like, uh, so where are you from then? And I was like, oh, you know, from Sheffield. Oh, yeah, Yorkshire. Oh, I like Yorkshire. Then he put his massive Yorkshire. I, thought, I was born and bred in Bradford. <laughs> I was like, hey, you were talking like that like 10 minutes ago when you did the speech about love and all of this stuff. Yeah. But hey, well. And he's probably forgot all about Bradford. Yeah? He's a doctor. Doctor, exactly. Doctor in, in the Northwest now. Um, but yeah, that's all I was going to say about Nando's. I just don't understand why they would run out of chicken. But now we know that complexity is behind it. But um, more so, just eat halal, guys. You know, where's the camera? I look straight at the camera. Eat halal, guys. It's the way forward. You won't run out of chicken. Support local... Uh... Establishments support local chickens. No, but local establishments, right? Surely they are more locally sourced. Yeah, yeah. Imran's won't run out of chicken. Does Nando's take away from our community? Are we not supporting our community because we're all too busy at Nando's? And has Nando's monopolised effectively our community because we're always there? That's our go-to place. Yeah, it's right, isn't it? Yeah, I'll give you an example, right? So I um currently work for a company that's based in South Wales. Yeah. So outside of Cardiff, literally in the middle of the sticks, one village, random village. Um, surprisingly though, there's a Halal Nando's two and a half miles from my work. I don't go there, obviously, regularly, but when I do have to go to head office, there's a Nando's at an industrial estate two and a half miles away. And I'm thinking, what the hell is a Halal Nando's doing here? Literally, I've never seen another brown person anywhere whenever I go. Maybe into Cardiff, you see the odd one, two here and there, right? Yeah. But generally, not a soul brown person. Where was Imagine the odd black person in Caffili, where I'm from. Where All right, Caffili, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Go to this Halal Nando's, all you see is brown people. I'm like, where the hell have you all come from? But obviously, it's like a meeting spot, yeah, isn't exactly. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be wrong, there's a lot of white guys there as well, rugby guys, because obviously yeah. they all play rugby in Wales, so they're all like, yeah, chicken, yeah, we want to have some chicken. Yeah. But every time I go to that Nando's, I see brown people. It makes me feel better. Yeah, because I'm like, 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 I don't know where you come from. I don't know which you, you know you're not going to get jumped. I don't know how far you <laughs> No, I probably still would, but I would get jumped just because of how tall I am and I'm from the area. I normally go with a couple of guys that work with us who are, yeah. You know, like I said, rugby Company players. Rugby <laughs> rugby players. But on the whole, um, I just think they, these guys must have just been 
20, 30, maybe 40 minutes to come to this Nando's because obviously yeah. it's quite rural where we are. Like I said, we're outside of Cardiff. In Cardiff, there probably isn't how long. I don't know if there is, but it probably is. But if there isn't, it makes it even more funny. There is in Cardiff. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure for Cardiff Bay. I, yeah, Cardiff Bay. I, I went to one yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. But I just find it really funny. Like we're, we're 20 miles out of Cardiff. Yeah. Two miles from my work, random village called Kafili. Um, and there's a halal number there, and it's just make more halal. Surely, just makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It just makes sense. I don't understand See, it. So the white community, they don't care. It's just chicken. Yeah, and it makes a difference to all. It surely increases business exactly. everywhere else. KFC and Nando's should be all halal, in my opinion. It makes no sense. Are Macadies? Can you name one Macadies in the country? Name them. Yeah. What, what do you mean by name them? Can you name one? McDonald's. Yeah. Like the location? No, yeah. Is there, where's the nearest Halal McDonald's? Oh, Halal? Yeah. Uh, there's rumours that that one in Slough. Nah, none of them are. Is, is Halal. Nah, it's bollocks. I tried yeah, it's I bollocks. checked it out. <laughs> so you also have I to see the rumour. I checked it out. It's not it's Halal. It's really not Halal. Yeah. So basically, my point is, uh, Mackey's probably, they don't even have a single Halal one. So it's hard for us to make the case for them to be or halal, especially because they have bacon on the menu and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it's probably yeah. difficult yeah. for them to do it. Um, Subway, I would make well, them all halal. They, they are uh, a part of the uh, vegetarian society, and they're signed up to the vegetarian society. Right. So if they can meet their standards to get that badge that to, to stick on, I don't know what the fuck you do with the badges, but uh, they surely they could accommodate. No, but that. as a business, they don't want to. That's my point. Well, that's also a fair point. Uh, yeah. As a business, they don't want to. Subway yeah. have wanted to, so they do have turkey bacon and stuff for, yeah. to substitute their normal bacon, etc., etc. So, in my opinion, once you've made that decision as a business to accommodate for it, then Subway should all be halal. I think KFC should definitely all be halal because they only do chicken. And Nando's, they do a, a beef thing, a little beef yeah. thing or whatever, right? And that might not be halal. But all the other bits should be halal. I just don't understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. Personally, yeah. as a business person, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Because you just, you know... I don't, I, maybe it costs more. Maybe the halal meat is statistically more. cheaper. Is it? Yeah, that's why a lot well, of places actually, a lot of places actually serve halal meat, but they don't even know it's halal meat, or they don't want to advertise it's halal meat. But it's actually cheaper to get halal meat than it is to get. Halal that's, halal. that's that's so true, actually, because I went to uh, I was stuck out in the stick somewhere, like, somewhere not uh, not far away from Skipton, and. Uh, I went into a subway, it was absolute Hank Morby, nothing to me, nothing halal around, went in, and uh, I says, I'll just have, when I was explaining to the guy, I goes, normally I'd go to a halal one, but mm. I'm, I'm stuck out here, this, so, he goes, we do do halal, I go, you're chatting shit, man, where's your certificate one, he goes, I've got no certificate, he goes, but let me show you something, and he brought out this chicken box, Yeah. and on the box, everything's there, halal. label there, halal, everything's yeah, there, yeah. he goes, we don't have the certificate, we're not a halal store, but this chicken is always halal. All their stores always. serve this yeah, chicken. Exactly. It's halal. Exactly. Right. It blows my mind as why as a business you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe there's obviously... But if you've already got it, why don't you just put it in the menu that this is halal? No, basically. I think it's just political nuances, isn't it? I think it's local nuances. I think obviously they don't want... Uh, We're taking over. Skipped and yeah. massive turning up. Skipped yeah, exactly, the yeah. turning up. Oh, we don't want our chicken. Even though they don't understand the difference behind it. But, anyhow, it is what it is. Right, I've got last thing for you. Last thing for you. So, I'm out, I'm out in Sixth Centre, and there's a white guy there with his guitar. Yeah. And he's playing all kinds of music by Bob Marley and other Jamaican artists. Okay. Right? I put out a post on TikTok to say, 
hashtag cultural appropriation. Now, I didn't give it any thought or anything like that, etc. I was just taking the piss. I do have my point of view about cultural appropriation, which we'll get into. But I was just taking the make, and I've got loads of just comments saying about, oh, it's cultural appreciation, or how do you even know it? Obviously, you're aware of it, so it, you must be culturally appropriate. All of that kind of shit, right? Firstly, where do you stand with cultural appropriation? I think that was a reach, by the way, what you did. And no, no, it was, it was just meant to be a, a piss take, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It was just meant to be a piss take for TikTok, right? Just yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. You just do it for the clicks and the, the views, right? But where do you stand with cultural appropriation? Where is that line? Uh, Adele coming out in the uh, fucking, what do you corn call it? Cornrows like corn and a Jamaican bra and whatnot. The people labeled that cultural appropriation. Well, unless she's celebrating Jamaican Day, then she shouldn't do that. Right, why? Because that is cultural appropriation. If she's making money off it, that is the definition of cultural appropriation to me. So this busker or beggar, whoever, on... If you wanted to make the argument that it is cultural appropriation, potentially you could say so, but it's not really. He's just trying to make a living off music that was actually meant to be celebrated, right? So he's not, he's not actually trying to replicate the culture. He's just singing the song, mm -hmm. which is probably what Bob Marley then wanted anyway, right? They want people to sing their songs. I think, obviously, cultural appropriation is when you are taking something and making profit from it without actually making a contribution to it. Well, Kylie Jenner famously did it. Uh, obviously, she's making millions of pounds on the, on, on the back of, of these shoots and all the rest of it. Is it only strictly a case of if you make money from it that it's you've crossed the line, you've gone too far? If you make money and it blows up that genre, is that a good thing? Do you not need the white community to, to a blow degree, up your yeah, genre? To a degree, I agree with that. Reggae will always like... No, but I get, compress it to hip hop, which has been widely accepted by the white community. Well, hip hop is uh, hip hop is snooker. Let's not have a conversation with hip hop. I'd be here all night. Huh. Uh, hip hop is is so frustrating to me about what happens within uh, the hip hop genre as a whole. Um, I think the biggest thing to look at here is TikTok. All of these popular dancers that have been done, and you see all the. Soccer moms doing it, see Jessica Alba jumping on it or whatever. All yeah. of these dancers were actually created by black creators, mm -hmm. but they don't get the credit for it. That's cultural appropriation. Is, uh, does Eminem culturally appropriate? No. Why? Eminem has paid his fucking dues. Eminem has paid his fucking dues. And he's not done anything, in my opinion, that shows that he is appropriate from the culture. He was part of the culture growing up. And all he did was he became a fucking genius. At but rapping. he's utilized a genre created by black people to express the, their type of exploitation and the shit that they're going through to utilize it for himself, for his own experience. I'm not saying that his experience isn't dissimilar to theirs, but there are other means for white artists that weren't available to black artists at the same time. Like what? Well, like country music, for example. They're, they're always talking about some jangly old shit, right? <laughs> right? And you got Lil Nas X who had the biggest fucking country song for that. But that's now. And yeah, we can ask about him as well. I'm not just saying it's exclusively white people culturally appropriate. I, I agree, but the thing is, with the white people genre of music, is predominantly listened by white people. Right? Country music is listened by white people, yeah. right? Hip-hop is listened to everybody now. So hip-hop is probably more pop than hip-hop. In my opinion, All right, so let right? me expand that, that, that definition then. Are you then saying it's not just beyond the money, but once the acceptance of the genre or the said thing is now broader and global, therefore it's no longer cultural appropriation? 
I, no, I, I think I disagree with that. I think for me, people like... Um, shit, I was going to use Post Malone as an example, but he might have a little bit of black in him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say whether or not he is culturally appropriate like if he's mixed race. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Eminem, the reason why Eminem isn't is because um, his entire story is what any typical rapper's story would be. He didn't have extra doors open for him because he's white when he first started to pop, right? His audience, his fan base, the fact that he is white helped him to sell millions and millions once he made it, I agree. But he's always paid his dues, he's always worked with the same people, he's always given back to his community, whether they're black or white. Okay. But that's why I think Eminem gets fast because Eminem is f fucking amazing at what he's just he's not taking something and taking the piss out of it and then becoming popular because of it yeah well so he's yeah, not substandard right? yeah. so he's not substandard is what I'm trying to say yeah. right? so in my, in my opinion somebody who's shit at rapping uh, fucking I can't even think of Post Malone <laughs> you've got some shit against Post Malone ain't you it's because it's shit. Right. <laughs> Obviously, it makes some catchy shoes, don't get me wrong. But, like, if he had to spit 32 bars, I, I wouldn't bet my house on him spitting a hot 32 bars, right. right? But he is becoming a millionaire, more millionaire on a genre when there are probably 100,000 rappers that are better than him that are black. Yeah. That's my problem. That, to me, is cultural appropriation. Don't get me wrong, Post Malone is talented in his way. He's like the Migos, isn't he? He's like that that kind of shit music, you know, the mumble type. Of yeah, music, yeah, right? yeah. So not your cup of tea, but, but he's hitting an audience and he's hit, but, and he's also developing a genre as well at the same time. Maybe, maybe he's, he's making that genre more popular. It's gaining a, a greater outreach, which in, in, in effect is uplifting other black artists or you know people of whichever color or yeah, whichever yeah. weather is associated with that genre. Isn't that a good thing? Potentially, yeah. So there's, 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 there's lots of different ways of looking at it. Like I said, I don't really want to get into the depths of hip-hop because I will be here all night. But like for me, the main, the main things when it comes to cultural appropriation isn't necessarily the artists. Because mm -hmm. the artists themselves are, like I said, artists. They are performing in art, trying to become better at their craft or whatever. It's the people at the top, the execs that are the ones that are making the real money out of it, signing people to 360 contracts, yeah. making people, you know, oh no, we're not going to release that album unless you release a radio-friendly single, etc., etc. That's where the problem is. I think I think it was Diddy or somebody uh, recently said, I'm going to create a black TikTok where the black creators are the ones that get credited for it. It's shit like that that needs to happen to redress the balance. But unfortunately, it's the white pound or the white dollar that makes people famous. But they are the majority. 20% of America is black, uh, uh, like 5% or even less than that in the UK is black. By itself, there is no genre. Well, there is a genre. There is, because when we were growing up, there was always somebody was black famous or they were famous. Yeah. So they were famous within, even though we're not black, we would identify ourselves more with that, with that community, right? But the other genres are dead, though, as a consequence, right? I, so, I don't mean just hip-hop. I mean, like, comedy. Like, like Reggie, for I mean, example. Comedy Apart from like, Bob Marley... And maybe his son, Damien Marley, I couldn't tell you anybody else. Yeah, but you don't know music. No, but, but this is the point, though. It's got to hit the masses. If I know about it, it's already hit the masses. So would you say reg reggae, but that's different to Bashman. So that's Jamaican. So you heard of the woman Coffee that came out last week? 
Woman Coffee. Coffee. Her name was Coffee. <laughs> now. And the song was Toast. No. Yeah. There's a sleeper for you. Job coffee and Toast. Her, name, her name's Coffee, but her song come out was Toast. Guarantee yeah. you, once we go off live, you'll put it on YouTube and you'll hear Listen it. Listen to it. Yeah, yeah. heard this before. It is alive for the people that want to listen to it. Yeah. Bob Marley only became a global name because of what he was trying to represent at the time. I think. Anyway. No, but, but, but my point is, is that if your genre, if it's accepted by the white majority, which is the majority, so yeah, I guess yeah. just to say white is maybe a moot point in that in that instance. If it's accepted by the majority, you've then got a hit. Yeah. If it takes a white man or somebody of a different culture to effectively appropriate it, to lift it, is that not a good thing? Yeah, and it is. And my question to you is, where is the line? I don't know. I want a definition from I you for no what is appropriation. I have no idea where the line is, but you're right. That is what is required. And it's a sad truth, but it is what's required. That, unfortunately, the white saviour has to come in to bring something to the fore, unfortunately. It's always been the case. Happened in the reverse of Justin Bieber, because Usher was the one that discovered him, but... You get my point. It always takes somebody in that position of power to bring it up. And unfortunately, the execs, people that are in power, people that are already famous, the majority of them are white. Like, who do you know that comes through? So, Eminem. Who did Eminem bring through? Who has Eminem made famous? 50 Cent. I mean... He's, do, do you know what I mean? He's bringing, he's bringing people forward. Well, Name me an artist that Nas has signed. But what's, what's his artist? What was Eminem's artist? Overtrice. Yeah, Overtrice was a flop. And there was one recently, like White Wolf or something. Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf, right? <laughs> it was another flop. You were shit. Slaughterhouse was signed to him as well. They can't say they were shit. Joe Don't. They were signed to him, but he didn't bring them through. Yeah, he didn't bring them through. You know what I mean? Yellow Wolf, didn't, he didn't bring them Yeah, but it was Obi-Trice, Yellow Wolf, obviously he had D12. But my point is, he's bringing them through. Name me a Nas artist. As in Dinars, not Nas X. Yeah, as in Dinars. I, I couldn't tell you. So, uh, uh, hip hop. But he's a side right? to Jay Z now, isn't he? No. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he signed to Jay Z. He did for a little. No, he didn't sign to Jay Z. Jay Z became. Um, After all the dissing and whatnot. Yeah, no, so Jay Z a... became um, a fucking director of some sort at Def Jam who Nas was signed to. He didn't sign to Rockefeller or right, yeah, Nation. Yeah, right, right, right. Jay-Z just took a job at Def Jam. That's, that's what happened there. So that's where they came from. Yeah, you signed to Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a date. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. is a big date. So it's full circle this, right? Yeah. But, but my point is, you don't know, you can't name anyone. And he's a no. black executive. Yeah. Um, who's got his own record label. Uh, Jay-Z, you could probably name a couple. Um, most notably, Jay Cole. But like, J. Cole was going to be a fucking superstar. He's just so fucking talented, right? But all these other ones that do come through, that do get signed, you can't name anybody that's signed to T.I. You can't name anybody that's signed to fucking Puff anymore. You can't, you can't name them because they're not making any traction. Unfortunately, it is the white guy that yeah. gives them that nudge over the edge. But hip-hop is in a mess at the moment. Well, it is in a mess at the moment, but it's also fucking growing and it's beautiful at the same time because where there's real hip-hop is fucking banging. Mm-hmm. Like that verses that came out a couple of weeks ago, where the lot absolutely destroyed uh, Dipset, fucking destroyed him. I was watching that by myself, and my wife is in the other room. Like she's gone to bed, and I'm watching it literally. Must be like ten o'clock at night. And every other song, I'm getting up and I'm rapping along. And literally in the morning, she was like, "Do you know what? I wasn't even in the room, but I I, I was really happy that how much you were enjoying because ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were, you must have been just. What are you, T Locks? Yeah, I'm Jericho's all the way, man. 
I like Dipset. I do like Dipset, right? And I like Jim Jones from Dipset. Yeah. I don't like Cameron. Not that I don't. Not that I dislike him, but I don't like any of his new stuff. Um, Joel's I like, but he just doesn't have the same work rate. Jim Jones for me is the hardest working member of Dipset. I like, like Jim Jones. He pulls out regular content. But for me, Jadakiss is Jadakiss, man. Starf P is Starf P is wicked as well. But Jada ran the show, and he did what he did to Loso. So Jadakiss and Fabulous had an album come out a few years ago. Shout out to Muddy, you, your favorite album. Um, but they had a collaborative album that came out a few years ago, which is wicked. So they became really close because of that, right? Right. right. And when this whole versus thing kicked off, but before they were against each other, they weren't against each other. They're both from New York, but they never really worked. Like on a whole project together, they might right. have done the odd feature here and there, but they never worked on it. But they never dissed each other. Oh no, they never dissed right. each other either. Loso doesn't diss anybody though. Loso is everyone's mate, isn't yeah, it? Fabulous. Yeah. Everybody likes fabulous. Everyone likes fabulous. Nobody's got bad. And I know them because they're what is all banging on the back. Exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah. So they released a collaborative album together, and Jadakiss is the hard street guy, and Fabulous is the you know the smooth out of the melodies, you know the wordplay and whatever. So they they had the verses. Very early on when verses started happening, Jadakus wiped the floor with him, even though, in my opinion, Fabulous has got more hits. Mm -hmm. But how did he wipe the floor with him? So Jadakus got absolutely thought out on this thing, right? Got also a bit smashed as well, right? But So they're drinking along this. <laughs> he's making about friendly banter, because obviously they've released this album together, so they're quite close now. But after every time Loso released a hit, Jada was like, I know you're going to release them hits, but you ain't got no joints for the streets, have you? And then you go with a hard, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, school face and something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of shit, right? And then basically, he baited him into doing his street stuff and go away from his own game plan. So Jada's game plan was, I'm gonna gold him into going for all the street stuff because his street stuff isn't as good as my street stuff because all of Jada kisses hits the street. That's yeah. all he's ever done, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas also street stuff, he's got some bangers, but they're not hits. His hits are, you know, uh, featuring Tamir. I'm so into you, and you know, uh, say ah, featuring Trey Song. They're his hits, so he's changed Loso's game plan. Absolutely wiped the floor with him. He did the same thing here. He goes to his, he goes to these guys after about seven tracks. They couldn't remember their words, and they were trying to do it like a you know, uh, like a like a show. And he's saying, "Learn your words. Why don't you know your words? This is New York. This is this." Uh, and then he played New York. Uh, got a hundred guns and hundred clips, brother. I'm from yeah, New York yeah. in New York. Whole crowd went nuts. Fat Joe was in the crowd. Everyone went nuts. And uh, that was it. From that moment on, downhill. Dips had nothing yeah. to say after that. And that was what, that was halfway through. He wiped the floor with him because learn your bars. Learn your you shit. know what? I watched one of them. And it was, um, I think it was DMX against Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're in the studio. Yeah, there is X was fast that. fuck as well, though, unfortunately, man. RIP X, man. RIP X. He was out of it. He wasn't well. He's not well, man. That Snoop's like about a 90 year old man now. I don't know how he gets on that just eat bike. Don't clip that off. But seriously, I thought it was going to be absolutely banging. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No, no, no. Because DMX has got hits. But this is it, right? DMX has got hits, but unfortunately, DMX can't perform anymore, right? X from 15 years ago would have tore that fucking studio up. He would have tore that studio up. And what you see is a lot of the people that do these verses. They, they just miss a trick because they get comfortable because it's like you're doing it at home. Yeah, yeah. One of the best ones I've ever seen, one of the best ones I've ever seen was 
Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer. Here you are, you're talking about reggae, right? Yeah, I, think I know it, Beanie Man. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like the fourth or the fifth one, right? And normally the, the, the way they did it was they did it like a versus a battle, right? These two were in one studio, yeah. right? Middle of the fucking COVID pandemic, one studio. They had bare mans around them and women around them. And they literally went song for song. And it was a fucking vibe. It was a full-on party to the point where the police came in <laughs> and they go, listen, we're live to the world. There's six million people or however many people. No, it was a million people. I think it was. There's one million people watching it live right now. Do you want to be the guy that shuts this down? <laughs> Book it off. And, Book, the, Book, 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 Book. and the cops came in and started dancing. <laughs> Book it off. And then they literally made it a full-on party. And then obviously when it finished, they, they carried on, but then it was just like a vibe. Yeah. Honestly, man, it was sick. And that's the beauty of Hip-hop, that's the beauty, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the beauty of music, right? Where it can bring people together and you can have that vibe. It can be street shit, but you can actually have that vibe. And that's where that Lots versus was just unreal, man. And Beanie Man, I, I came to know Beanie Man because of, uh, was it Afrojack? Yeah. Afrojack? Yeah, the, the, the old podcaster. Obviously, he used to interview all these people yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to talk about their lives and say Combat like Jack. That. Combat Jack. Combat Jack. Afrojack's the artist, so he's got a song with Beanie Man, I'm sure, as well. Combat Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. But beating my but yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, rest in peace, X. But like that's so. If if anyone's hey, ever bored, not excellent DMX. DMX is dead. DMX is dead. Oh wow, Shit. wow. Shit. This is why I don't talk sports. This is why I don't talk sports. It's like that whole Yeah, X died a few a few months ago, man. Couple of months COVID. Ago. No, yeah. You're being fat. No, he had a drug overdose. Mm, somebody sent him up. Yeah, somebody yeah. fucking sent him said. up. He said that as well. He said he had a he had a relapse earlier on this year, and he goes, "It's not the people, it's not your enemies, it's your friends that are setting you up." Because yeah. somebody gave him some drugs, and obviously he's, a, he's an addict. He's been to rehab about however many times he's been to rehab, and um, yeah, a couple of months ago he died. Two or three months ago, I think he died. Shit! Um, I had a funeral for him and everything. No, massive funeral for him. That did not get reported on the BBC. That I can't come. It did. did it? Yeah, it did. That's how big X was. Big That's how big X was. He was. X he was, was awesome. X was a legend. I mean, growing up, I used to bang to his tunes like he's. Oh man! I only went to watch that film, the one with Jet Li. Cradle to the Grave. Cradle to the Grave. Only because of that of song. X. Exactly. Exactly. Shit, that was a tune. X but then when he played it on the. Uh, Exclusivity. Yeah, yeah Exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Fuck waiting for you to get yeah. it on your own ex gone to liberty. Yeah. Nah, nah, open up the, the door. door. It's really exactly it's brilliant. The thing is, X was you got a go. Yeah. <laughs> X was a genius, right? Yeah. X was um I think the only guy that released two albums in the same year that both went to platinum. I'm sure, I'm sure there was something crazy like that. Like he released a track in September, he released an album in September, then he released again in December. And both of them went platinum in the first week. That's how big. He's the only rapper. I think exactly. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's the only artist. Never yeah, because he never releases two in a year. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's fair point. Yeah, he never yeah. releases two in a year. He released two in the same year, relatively in the space of four months. It was one like a greatest hits one. Or no, 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 no. A genuine fresh album. Genuine fresh albums. This is back when X was massive in America. Mm. There's that video that keeps going around viral when he went to, I don't know if it's made in American festival or whatever, when he's got his dungarees on and you, you literally can't see anybody in the horizon. That's how many mans were there. Because X was huge. He lost, he fell off the last 15 years. You know, nobody... Well, he did another in prison, didn't he? He yeah, did yeah, yeah. in prison, then you didn't hear about him after that for a while. He did a few 
a few albums recently and he was just in the studio with Swizzy. Yeah. He was just in the studio with Swizzy. We we're about to release a new album. So the songs are recorded? Some are. I don't think it's finished. Don't but think non-released? Released, yeah. No, 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 no. But Swizz did a tribute to him last night at Summer Jam. So Summer Jam in the US last night right. in New York. And Swizzy did a tribute to, to DMX to last night. He got people like Fat Joe coming out and stuff like that. Because obviously Terror Squad and Rough Riders were pretty much together yeah. in the late 90s. Um, yeah, man. Maybe we should do an episode on it. Maybe we should do a hip hop episode at some point. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but um, yeah, man. X X died a couple of. Months. I'm surprised you didn't you didn't you didn't touch your radar. But yeah, it was huge. You don't follow me on Instagram because obviously you would have seen that all I did was post DMX that one day. When he died. DMX. No, no. Obviously, I follow you on Instagram, but you know sometimes you just miss these days, <laughs> don't you? Know, where you're just not about. You're not on social media. Yeah. Listen, should we call it? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. call it. All right, guys. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Do drop your comments below for any feedback or anything that you liked, didn't like. Do let us know. Give us a thumbs up. You can follow me, Yorkshire Gambit. Sneaks and Beats. Sneaks and Beats. Uh, and Abbas hopefully will record us something to let us know where he is and what he's been doing. And he's that, that marathon mentions. man. That marathon man. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Good night. Peace. <laughs>